Hi friends, it's Rob. You might have forgotten me, or more to the point, I've probably forgotten you, for those of you that do listen. Uh, This is the Six Pack Podcast, and it is me, Rob, back again after uh, a few weeks break. So where, where have I been? What have I been doing? Well, in actual fact, I did record an episode uh, about 10 days ago. Um, on reflection, I didn't post it because whilst the content wasn't bad, I just had a frustrating day, which I'll tell you a little bit about um, amongst other things that I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. But it all started, um, as I said, about 10 days ago, maybe even a little bit more now, when I went for a review checkup, which I thought was actually uh, a review to see if I could drive again. Um, I'd been working myself up for some time about being stuck home. Um, Sometimes it gets me a bit flat, um, can be a bit limiting. The grind on the bus and public transport um, in the current environment can also be frustrating. First world problems, right? Mm. As I have my coffee. Um, So yeah, that was where my headspace was at. And it turned out that through multiple communications with far too many people. I think at last count, I'd counted seven different people uh, that I'd spoken to about my return to driving. Um, I ultimately asked the question in the review and the gentleman that was there could do nothing more than to sort of look through the textbooks and go for the guidelines, which sort of said six months. I've had some people say three months. I'd had other people organizing because of my progress to get it earlier, but then they stopped because they thought this review was to do with the driving, which it wasn't. It was just a general review on how I was doing post-surgery. And that had been the, uh, the guts of what that, episode was about. And then when I kind of listened to it back, I was like, oh, get over yourself. It is what it is. Um, If that's the only problem that you've got, it's a pretty trivial problem to have. So I didn't post it, but I've kind of summarized it now. So there you go. Um, But also since then, what has happened? We had finished our rehab at the Spark unit up in Modbury, which was great. Um, Those individuals that work up there are exceptional at what they do. They provided great support. Um, I'd met some really great friends up there as well. Uh, What else have I got for you? And they also extended out the services. So I am currently finishing up the support group. Actually, I finished the support group last week. And I'm going on Wednesdays 
to an open gym session, which gives me a couple of hours of going through some of the strengthening uh, exercises for my back and so on. My back's reasonably good now. It has its moments, namely when my son knees me in the back uh, if he's sleeping in my bed. <laughs> but apart from that, um, the issues I had when I was in ICU and the hospital are pretty good, subsided a lot. So that is a positive. Also from a return to work perspective and further rehab, I'm now undergoing a service called Birch, which, um, oh, there we go. The recycling guys are here. So if you're hearing that in the background, um, you're listening to my recycling uh, going well. There we go. It's quite a bit there. There's some bottles and stuff. Great. See you later, guys. Um, and sidetrack. Yeah, so Birch is a combination of me utilising the local rehab facility which is probably a couple of kilometers away from me plus they come into the home and are assisting me with one of my main goals which is returning to work so we're looking at that hopefully before um, the year ends out maybe in the next several weeks or so which is pretty exciting all milestones in this recovery i can't believe that it is now been four months since the aneurysm itself and, and surgery and what have you. And um, as a summary, I, I, I kind of look at it as being extremely positive. I'd mentioned that um, having been in support groups, doing a bit of research that I understand there's very, there's a lot of layers to how people can recover from these such things. And it makes me appreciate my progress in recovery all the more. But it also has led me to really want to do a lot more in terms, uh, you can't really talk about this, I, I feel, as, as awareness of brain injury because I read a stat or heard a stat the other day that was quite frightening, really, and it's not scare anybody, but what I'd heard is that one in three people in their lifetime will experience brain injury. Now, I believe that that stat whilst it was part of a discussion around aneurysms, wasn't necessarily to do specifically with aneurysm and brain injury, but the term brain injury, which when you think about it, how far does that extend? Are we talking about dementia? Are we talking about car crashes? Are we talking aneurysm strokes? Like you could quickly amass a lot connected to that if, if, if we're talking in general terms, which I believe it is. But still, it, uh, if that stat is correct, one in three, 
that's a pretty high number. So it's something to consider. But what what could I do around giving back that would be purposeful, that would be of value? Somebody had asked me a, a few weeks ago around the symptoms that I had had leading up to the aneurysm. And the reality is, unfortunately, I've got nothing. I, I can maybe talk about this day where I was a bit flat or I felt a bit dizzy X amount of years earlier. Maybe it's got something to do with it. Maybe it doesn't. The The reality of it was whilst is well documented in my early recordings, it was a very stressful week. One of the most stressful weeks of my life, the week I had the aneurysm, could be related. Probably is. There was nothing leading up on that day to tell me, oh, something's about to happen or the days prior to that I wasn't dealing with regular headaches or anything of that nature. Nothing that was really popping out to me as being evident. The aneurysm just happened. So how do you prepare for that? You don't. So getting back to how do you give back and make it purposeful, one of the things I've discovered the more I research and go through the process is that the ongoing recovery and the ongoing support, there may be opportunities in that to do more. Uh, Being part of the support group was great. I, I would like to even look at, Maybe there's a possibility for me to extend that out further. Uh, As some of you will know who know me, uh, several years ago, I started a business networking group and that quickly amassed to thousands of members. Oh, there's my alarm for no apparent reason. I don't know what that one's for. Thanks for sending it. I think my partner Jackie said that. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, um, having amassed that networking group led me to sort of thinking the other day about starting out small, as I did with that one. It started out with only a handful of us meeting at a pub on a Friday kind of thing and, and, then, and then became uh, a lot larger. Similarly with brain injury, if the stat is one in three people, then there's a lot of people out there that this relates to. It, it could be a really positive thing to be able to give people the platform to come along to some set of gender items and conversations that you can have around some of your challenges relating to strokes, aneurysms, things like that, which I found really beneficial going through that process. And, and I can really see how you can sort of extend on that. So that that's where my mindset is around that. I met some great people as well, um, namely people like Pete and Mark who are going through um, their challenges and I feel like we're all kind of helping each other along that process. So where to next? As I said, going back to work is not my... Not my... um, obsession as in 
you know, these I've I've got to get back and and blah blah blah. The the industry is in one of its most challenging times at the moment. So the reality of our typical day to day work doesn't really exist in that context. It's it's really been fragmented on how we work. But in saying that, from a strategic point of view, uh, rebuilding the business, refocusing on how we're going to come out of COVID, which I'm confident that the world will. I just feel that the experience is unlike anything we've ever had to deal with before. So it's very hard to visualize when and how that will be. But I kind of feel like logically you can come to some probable conclusions around how that would work, pan out. And and to get back into that mindset, use my brain, that neuroplasticity, build it up um, by thinking about these things is something I'm looking forward to getting involved in. Certainly with a respect for the process and the recovery and not pushing myself or, or regressing by doing it. But if you look at the current environment, I, I kind of feel it's almost perfect, almost perfect for this kind of setup and sort of gradually returning back to work. So that's that. That's where my focus is at the moment. And, it, you know, to give me a bit of purpose in my day, not that I don't have a purpose, but I, I guess I've never been given so much free time or 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 time that's not being spent. I'm, I'm sure many around the country, around the globe, are dealing with this at the moment, whether you're in your isolation or lockdown or going through a recovery like myself. It, you, you start to realise just how much time we burn. And, and you want to do something with it. You, I, Netflix and binge watching isn't me. I think everybody has their own choices and some people love that but for me that that's really difficult to do i don't get up off the couch after after several hours of of binge watching feeling i've done anything purposeful not to say that it isn't each to their own for me i'm very much into my music or or listening to international radio i'm really getting old now it's not just the gray hairs that are appearing but yeah, everybody has their own choices. For me, I've worked in such an environment that is so busy, so much going on. I'm on planes all the time. I'm in this state. I'm in that state. I'm overseas. I'm conversing with so many different people that my days had become ridiculously busy, but that had become the norm. So to go to the other extreme of the recovery where you're pretty much told to do nothing and just sit around and recover is difficult. It's difficult to get used to that. And of course, you're not just sitting on your bronze all day doing nothing. You're doing gym, you're doing sessions when they come up, but that's not every day and that's not every hour. So in those moments where you're not doing anything, I've got to fill in the time. And I've found a few things to do. I've done 
you know, jobs around the house, repairs, uh, cleaning, sorting out your inbox, updating accounts, all all these things to fill in the time. But I guess they're not a passion. They're not something I'm excited about. Travel and the industry I'm in has always been an industry I've loved and, and I enjoy. So getting back to that is complicated. Of course, the, the industry isn't operating at the moment and the space around the industry is, dare I say, um, quite negative at the moment. There's a lot of challenges for consumers, wholesalers, travel agents, as they all sort of search down the end of that tunnel for, for more light. And, and, it, and it is coming. It is coming, but as I said, being part of that um, strategy process moving forward will be good. My rehab, as I said, will continue on for a while, which is great. Um, I'm waiting for that to happen. I've had a meeting um, where they came into the home and we sat down and talked about my goals and, and some of those included returning to work and and some issues around fatigue management. That's one of the biggest challenges of this uh, scenario is the fatigue. It, it comes and goes. Um, there are a few triggers that I know egg it on, but then sometimes it can just randomly hit me for no apparent reason. I'm sure there is one, but none that I've been able to sort of put my finger on at the moment. Um, and yeah, that is frustrating. That is really frustrating. But when I add up a lot of my post-surgery issues, I can, I can work with that. I can work with that. I've said to a few people that since a kid, um, you know, I've had allergies, I've had asthma. A lot of people don't even realize or know that I do have that. Why? Because I'm not terribly outspoken around it. I don't break down in tears because my asthma's flared up. Again, I've, I've learned to cope with it. And my outlook for things like this um, are similar. You, you've got this opportunity to continue life and you need to work with the challenges you have. A lot of people have challenges. A lot of people are doing it a lot worse than me. So, you know, that was never really cemented as much to me on a day-to-day basis lately as it was on Father's Day. Um, it was a pretty quiet Father's Day for me. I just spent the day out in the park kicking a football with the boys, having a chat, going for an ice cream, sitting and looking over the lake and, and spending that time with the boys. And it was probably one of the simplest and most special moments I've had, dare I say, ever. Because in my former existence, I'm probably guilty of not spending that time or focusing on just how special that time is. You know, I was worried about this email coming in or, or that thing coming in or preoccupied with something else that I'm going to do later. 
and I now realize you have to stop, breathe, and enjoy those moments. So on that note, take that advice yourself. Breathe in those moments. Enjoy your time. I hope you're all doing well. Look out for one another. It's, it's very important, as I always say, to communicate and where you can do. Thanks for joining us on the Six Pack Podcast, and we'll see you again soon.